Welcome on back to Points and Doinks, going into week 11 in the NFL. As always, the the number two guy on this podcast, Travis, the number one guy on this podcast, Cheese. Cheese, how are you doing this week, buddy? I am doing fabulous, Travis. I predicted so that I would get a bye week, beat up Donnie. Didn't exactly beat him. I put up a solid fight, but I did get another win. Holding strong in first place in our little division. Travis, how did you do this week? I heard you had a little bet with Johnny Roca because you guys faced yeah. up this week. Well, that that league was a great week because I was projected to lose by like 10 to Johnny Roca. I ended up beating him by like 30 or 40 points. It came on the heels of, you know, my Raiders actually getting beaten real football, but at least I had that to look forward to. We did have a bet. And I believe that during the segment, they're going to do Ty and Johnny are going to talk about, um, talk about it a little bit and whatnot, but we just watched the video of me and cheese together. Cause he had not watched it yet of Johnny Roca doing his end of the bet, which was a half Mountain Dew, half milk Jaeger bomb. That's a shot of Jaegermeister. Chug it. Uh, he didn't get all the way through it. Yeah, he spit it up a little bit. He was going to puke. He, 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 he has a rough time. It was rough enough to get me to agree to that, get him to agree with that. It was a funny thing. I did my trap door to hell Friday live stream, which shout out to those of you who came through and uh, interacted with me on that. That was pretty fun. And I would like to do that again, maybe. Um, and he, he had mentioned to me about doing something and he, his ideas were like, kind of gross but not really like i was like here if i lose i'll do this i'll i'll definitely puke it was you know a shotgun a can of v8 carrot juice and then take a shot of tequila which one i've never been able to hold down tequila and two the those of you who've watched me try and eat a beet before and a salad knows i don't do vegetables so or at least those vegetables i love green beans and peas but it was fun. It's fun time. Uh, so I went one on one in our league that weren't together. I got absolutely just cream pied by Mr. Fast, Jardo Fast. But hey, what are you going to do? Sometimes they fall right, sometimes they don't. And I believe uh, this week, me and you face off. I've beaten everybody accumulate or associated with this podcast. I beat Dominic, I've beat Tyler. And so I'm ready to run the gamut next week to, to beat you and your your hobbled Aaron Jones-less Packers squad. I was going to say that really – the Aaron Jones thing really hurts. And I I went to look, and I was like, I knew I should have handcuffed him, but I'm pretty sure that it, um, A.J. Dillon was gone really early in our league. Like, he hasn't been – he hasn't been floating around out there. Besides Donnie, everybody's pretty active on the waivers and does a, does a pretty decent job, so – but for now, I guess we'll take this time to kick it on over to Tyler and Johnny for the Commissioner's Corner segment and their stardom and system. Stardom, stardom and symptoms this week. All right, guys, go ahead and kick it. All right, everybody. It's time for your favorite segment, your favorite moment of the week. It's the Commissioner Cor- Corner starring everybody's favorite uh personality out there johnny roca johnny roca how you doing today pal doing great man it's a great morning how are you doing my friend doing all right not in a fantasy aspect i'm it's it couldn't be worse but <laughs> i mean it's it's been a rough couple it's been a rough go at it this year i i can't lie it's been tough 
Yeah, man. Uh, last night or this week, man, this, you lost by three points in my league, man. Was, and, and it it was another, it was another, just like last week, last minute, you know, yep. uh, second guess myself, and it just ended up screwing me, screwing me over. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough, tough one, man. Can't overthink it, man. That's yeah. Just, but you know, we can't help it. <laughs> exactly. I sit. I sit there, and I think, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of like, why is anybody listening to things that I say? Cause I just keep, I, I keep doing it to myself. How'd you do this week though? I went three and one. And, uh, the one league I lost in was to, uh, none other than Travis Gunderson. Of so. course. But still three and one's cool. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you guys had a bet on the line. We did. did 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 you fulfill? I haven't got I haven't gotten to look. Have have you fulfilled your side of the bet yet? No, I have not fulfilled it yet. I actually have everything ready to go. I was gonna do it last night, but I was mm-hmm. too full. I had a nice big dinner, a big fat cold beer, and I was like, I don't have room for this drink, you know. It, so I'm gonna do it tonight. <laughs> and after a nice dinner and a nice beer like that, you don't want to spoil it with having to do something gross like that. Exactly. Yeah. So for the listeners who don't know out there. I lost to Travis and we made a bet where if he lost, he was going to drink. Um, what was he going to drink? Oh, yeah. He was going to shotgun uh, a, a V8 vegetable yes. juice. Yes. Um, and then follow it with a shot of tequila. Um, I would really love to see that. And I was winning for a while. And then I looked at my phone late last night and I was like, I lost the heck, yep. man. So I now got to take the drink and, and I'm not taking that drink. He he uh, proposed a drink to me, which is a Jaeger bomb. But with without the energy drink, so I have to drop my Jaeger, my my shot of Jaeger into a concoction of uh, Mountain Dew and creamer. Oh, oh, I'm not looking forward to this, man. I'm like really grossed out by it. My wife, who uh, grabbed some of the ingredients from me yesterday at the grocery store, was like, "This is disgusting," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna be quite a show." So we'll, uh, I, I got, I'll fulfill my bet. I'm mad of my, I, I'm mad of my word. I honor my bet. So uh, look out for that. Yeah, I I had the same. Not not the betting sense, but but the sense of like I had the win in the bag in the other league in the CTE league, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden I looked on on Sunday night after the after the Sunday night game, and I was like, "What the fuck? I lost." Uh, the other guy had Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes just went off, just absolutely <laughs> torched me. And, and you you've <laughs> been in you've been in the CTE <laughs> league before. And yes, you, yes. You know how our quarterback score oh, yeah. can get really high. To the point where he beat me by thirty, but I was up forty going into Sunday. No, so yeah. so he did get seventy points. He right? dropped seven. He dropped seventy-five points in that format. Seventy-five. Oh my yeah. god! So that that was absolutely oh. what a brutal way to lose. We were just talking about this last week. How you lose? You always face somebody who goes hot. Yeah, and you had to play Pat Mahomes. This, I, I mean, I feel I feel bad for anyone who played Pat Mahomes this week. I had to play Pat Mahomes in in that league. And then I had to face off against Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in your league. Jeez. So I just, the key, and then being a Raider fan, oh. the Chiefs just fucked me sideways three times. Yikes. Three times. Three times. It was brutal. It was, it was My brutal. Goodness. Didn't um, even buy me dinner first either. <laughs> right. It could have wind and dined you, lose some lubrication. Exactly. You know, you know, take wow. it easy on me at first. Maybe not this time, maybe another time, but damn, yeah. man. They just, they came out and got me. 
poor Tyler Gunderson, man. I know, and I know listeners out there, you guys feel us, man, when that happens. When you think you won, so you kind of like ignore your phone, go about your day, and you look down, you're like, what the fuck? I lost. It's yeah. happened many a times to me. And on the flip end, it's kind of nice when you look down and you think you lost. And you're like, whoa, I won. Cool, you know, but God, to, to just lose like that, it, it sucks, dude. It sucks, man. Ab- absolutely. But my condolences. <laughs> Thanks. With all this talk about losing and me obviously sitting in last place in your league, at least punishments. Punishments is this week's topic for the commissioner's corner. So, what are some of your favorite? What are some of your favorite punishments? Do you are, are you looking for suggestions for this year? What? Yeah, I mean, there's you know we, we always t- you know check with the league to see what they want to do because obviously uh, you know it's a democracy. We want people to to voice themselves because they may have to partake in in this in the punishment. Or if you're that team that kicks ass and you know you're not going to have to, then you're going to spice it up a little bit, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, before I give uh, give a, a few examples uh, to listeners out there, remember we are talking about a team that finishes in last place. Uh, come week 14 uh, in the standings or more fun than that is the teams that finish at the bottom could be doesn't have to be the last place guy it can be the, the, t- the bottom four or whatnot uh, have to play out go into playoff a constellation bracket um, in, in our league for example in the uh, um, I always want to say sons of fanarchy uh, <laughs> the end this is the end zone in our league yes um, it's our, our playoffs are week 15 16 and 17 so the losers in the loser bracket will have the bye week week 15 and then they'll, they'll fa- face off in a four-game playoff, or sorry, a four-team playoff, 16 and 17. Week 17 is going to be interesting because the upper bracket is going to play for the uh, the consolation prize, which mm-hmm. is winning their money back. And the lower bracket, of course, is the, they're trying to avoid the loss because they will face the punishment. Absolutely. Um, so scary stuff. And if you're a commissioner out there or if you're an owner, uh, a team owner, that uh, I'm sorry, I know we don't like using that word, but um, if, you, if you're a member that wants to uh, – to suggest something or do something like this to spice it up, do it. It's fun. Um, as far as punishments go, um, uh, you know, you guys had some good uh, suggestions uh, last uh, on the uh, Curveballs and Chair Shots podcast last yes. week, and I do appreciate that. So uh, it, it gave me some, it sparked uh, some ideas. A lot of in the think tank here. Uh, we got in my league, uh, they suggested maybe getting a pink T-shirt ordered that says I suck at fantasy football and they have to wear it to work like that's going to suck. That would that would very much suck. But I think that would, that's a very funny way to go about it. Yeah. And it's safe. No one's going to get fired over it so long as there's no profanity on it. Uh, yeah. But uh, holding a sign is always nice. But, you know, uh, you know, up the ante a little bit and uh, stick them in a high traffic spot like, you know, bump one of those homeless beggars or one of those guys selling oranges in the streets to the side say, Hey, I need to borrow this spot for an hour and just go stand right there at a red light, you know, at the left turn lane. <laughs> yeah. And just hold a sign that just says, I don't need money, but I suck at fancy football. Maybe you can fund my, you know, <laughs> my league fee next year or something. <laughs> so but yeah, something funny like that. Um of course the nasty drink, you know, like what I'm doing with Travis tonight. You know, and you can maybe get the league members to all suggest a uh, an ingredient for the drink. So it would be a, a multiple, you know, ingredient concoction, you know, uh and 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 have the loser drink that drink, you know, on on live feed or something. Um and then last year in our league we had a guy um suggest uh going to lunch by yourself but taking a date with you which is a blow-up doll and just carrying it with you and go up to the counter and order your food and that's pretty uh humiliating as well so uh yeah those are some of my favorite ones do you have any uh i i love all the ones you've brought up i 
I enjoyed the one with um, that you did a couple years ago where we went to the, the Sharks game and you, yeah. had, and you had them walk up and down the, the, the street there, the strip there with all the bars uh, holding this on. I thought that was very funny. Um, that was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun to be a I, part of, you know. And to take it even a step further with just that, it would have been great if he would have made it into the game with said sign and had to hold it up at the game. I would have loved that. He probably wouldn't even made the jumbotron, man. That exactly. been- that's that's what I mean. You get because yeah. something like that, you know, you get you get on the jumbotron, and who knows, you know, big sports game, maybe you go viral off of it. You know, yeah, viral. Or on, you'll be on Sports Center, maybe. Ex- like, exactly, I mean. fun, fun stuff like that. I I do enjoy, um, like you said, the the T-shirt at work. I thought that was a, a pretty pretty fun idea. Um, I like where you're going with that. Not to interrupt you. I like where you're going with that. With taking a sign somewhere and trying to go viral somewhere. I mean, you know, yeah. make it famous. Try to aim for that. That's kind of cool. Ex- exactly. I seen I seen people. Um, I had a I had. I think it was an old coach of mine that plays fantasy football. He had one of his buddies lost their league and he had to get a sticker for his back windshield. Beautiful. That said, I really suck at fantasy football. And he had, yes. I think he had to keep it up for like six months or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah, they did. They, they had it brutal to where it was like a long thing. Like, oh my God. But oh my like, God. Stuff, stuff like that is, is pretty funny, you know, cause it's, you know, you're driving every day. You got, you, you got to yeah. use your car. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I, I looked online and I saw, you know, license plate frames, mm-hmm. which is not as blatant as a yeah. big old sticker on the back, but you yeah. know, to drive around. Yeah. But you know, some, maybe hopefully they make flags that's that or car flags or, yeah. or you know, a bumper sticker, bumper stickers kind of suck. Cause those are hard to take off your car. No matter where you yeah. put them, but yeah. a decal, you know, I mean, they come off, De- but decals come off pretty decently. Yeah, but a- I mean, after six months, I'm sure it leaves a pretty good mark on it. But... Oh yeah, there'll be a nice little border tracing on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, man, I love it. I love it. I also, love it. what we did last year for um, for this is the end zone, which was formerly Sons of Fanarchy last year, yeah. the post on Facebook I thought was pretty yes. funny. Where I mean, it was especially during COVID, you know, COVID safe yeah. and all stuff like that. Um, but to just have kind of the league come up with this outrageous story that you have to post onto your Facebook or any social media that you use uh, frequently. Um, and then not being able to defend yourself off of it. Yeah. You just have to roll with it for a little bit. I thought that That's was a great. great. One. I thought yeah, that thank- was awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Don G out there who had to do that last year in our league. And uh, man, he got tons and tons, dozens and dozens of comments from family and friends like saying, I never knew this. Oh my God. It was like a diarrhea story at a game or something like that. And then, or, and then awesome. I don't know, like, I, I remember seeing it cause I, it would always come up on my page Yeah. from, yes. Oh, somebody else commented on this. And I was yep. like, Oh, this is great. And then yep. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back. Did he ever go back and defend himself? Did he ever like take it down? I don't think so. He never put a post <laughs> or life. He's saying, hey, by the way, everybody, it just kind of, you know, to this day, I'm sure there's friends and family of his that still think this is a real story. So and that's that's just awesome. That's like something like that yeah. is, is very fun. That, that um, did blow up. And then uh, I do have one last uh, suggestion, uh, if, unless you got more to add after that. But a uh, shout out to uh, Renee and Marietta, uh, a co-worker of mine. He was saying something about um, he saw online that somebody uh, hit some buddies, took the loser to a baseball game, football game, basketball. I don't know. It was a very uh, high populated uh, venue uh, where he wore a dress to the game. 
You know, you know, usually go in a T-shirt or your team jersey yep. or whatever. No, this dude went in a dress. So that's that's kind of fun too. make sure you guys buy his ticket. You know, the poor guy. Yeah, oh, gotta, oh, of course. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, that, that's a very for fun. him. Yeah, that can go viral, too, because now you're not carrying a sign instead of the game. You're wearing a dress, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just so. just fun stuff like that to make you stand out in a crowd is is always awesome. very, very fun. And, um, and go short skirt if you can, guys. If you're going to make your guy wear a dress, go, I mean, go, go short. Go go slutty. Spend the money. Make him look nice. Get, get the exactly. makeup going, you know, High heels. Maybe some hair extensions. <laughs> Do the whole, go the oh, whole nine. Man. Yes, you heard it here from uh, from Ty G and J Road, man. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And for everybody who struggles, like Travis and Cheese, one more time. Who 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 posed that? Who posed that one? Who gave Which you that was, idea? This this what? just this past one, Renee and and Marietta. Yeah, that was, oh yeah, that was Renee and Marietta. There you yeah. go. For for everybody, just to reiterate, Renee and Marietta, <laughs> because I know Travis and I know Cheese. Every time they struggle with it, and it's just like. Come on, guys. I, I laughed when he first got it wrong because he was like uh, uh, Rini and uh, Marita. Mar- <laughs> they like totally slaughtered it, dude. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, shout out to him because he's a he's a, an avid listener now. He's suggesting questions all the time. He's a big fan of the podcast. So awesome. We love we love to see it um, now. Now, let me let me close. Up, let me close up here unless you have more. Uh, go right ahead. Let me, now, as a commissioner, getting a little serious here, if. The loser does not abide by the by by these punishments, okay? Because guys will like try to duck and run from you and try to avoid you. Um, uh, implement a cash penalty. Um, have him the option of him taking everyone out to lunch or Venmo everybody five or ten dollars buy everybody lunch. You know and that can get very pricey. 10, 12 man league, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do the math. That's a lot of money. So you probably better off doing the punishment or even worse. And I've done this before in our league. Kick them out of the league. Yep. Um, I, I've, I've warned the guys and said, look, if you're not going to do this punishment, we're all friends here. and We all kind of committed to this. If you're not going to do this, then, you know, you're not one of us, bro. Uh, you know, this is a fraternity, you know. So, hey, dude, you're getting kicked out of this league. So, uh it's sad to say, and I don't mean to be a hard ass, but you know, if you're not going to do it, then get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like we're better off without you. And we want the guys in the league who are down for this shit. You know what I mean? So absolutely. And, and like, I get it from a, from a standpoint, from a, from a guy who like, (laughs) who gets really nervous about doing public stuff like that, but it's not even, but like with, with the things that like we've put out there and we've said, there are such worse fantasy football punishments Ooh, out there. Yeah. People, oh, yeah. people can get real weird and real nasty and real like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they get carried away with it. And then you look at like like the stuff we do, like holding a sign on a corner yeah. or something like that, or, yeah. or making a Facebook post or just things, simple things like that. Um, you could easily go through with it. Like you, you yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a couple hours, if even that, of of having to deal with it, and then you're fine. Then it's nothing. Then it's in the rearview mirror, and you then get you to go, live and tell about it later. Exactly, and then you get to have laughs about it, and and oh, yeah. and you get a little bit more respect from the guys in your league. You know, you get guys Absolutely. going, this that was hysterical. Let me buy you a drink. Let me, you know, you Fuck want to do yeah. this. Let me do like we take, you know, people in the in the league take care of each other. And oh yeah, it's and a, you become it's a great a balance. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Ty. Well said. Um, yeah, it's this is it's great, dude. Yeah, shout out to all the guys who have done those punishments, man. It's uh it's something, dude. Definitely exactly. something. But exactly. you know, of course, everybody don't you know, don't don't kill your guy, don't get him arrested, don't don't you know what I'm saying? Don't like, go too crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. As a disclaimer, we, we're not trying to tell everyone to do something crazy. I mean, I mean, God, I feel bad for the the cast of uh, of what's the of Jackass. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they got some fucked up punishments. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like those, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who go, yeah, as a punishment, let's try and do like a jackass type thing. And it's like, oh, Mm -mm. these guys are professionals. Let's, let's not. How about that? Let's, yeah, we're not condoning that, guys. Yeah, no, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it fun and keep it to where people want to come back and, and, and play next year. Yes, Um, yes, yes. So, other than that, you you got some, some sleepers, some stardom, some sitems. What, what are we looking at this week? I got a couple here. Um, a stardom, um, AJ Dillon from Green Bay. Give him a start. Um, I know the situation over there with uh, Aaron Jones is kind of up and down with uh, with what's going on. Um, he, you know, even if he comes healthy and even if he does play, you know, AJ Dillon is a great handcuff and a great guy to just have on there as a second as a second running back. Obviously, they're giving him more touches right now. Um, uh, Daryl Williams and KC, very reliable target. I, th- I believe he had nine targets, uh, the other day Yep. and, uh, and he, he was 100%. He was nine for nine. So, uh, that's definitely someone, especially in the PPR league. Um, you know, he's going to rack up uh, points for you. And then I was wrong last week, everyone about Adrian Peterson saying that he was going to go off this past week. He did not. I apologize. I, he only scored me three points in my league, but he is going up against Houston this week. Horrible defense. This is his third game back. I, I'm very confident and certain that he finally will break out and, and get some double digits for everybody this week. Um, I can move on to Sidhams real quick. Uh, uh, Dernish Johnson, um, I mean, even though he's kind of the lead back right now and we kind of don't know what's going to happen right now with uh, with good old Chubb, uh, if he's going to come back for sure or not. I know mm-hmm. he's still under COVID protocol. But even if he is the the feature back, I just don't trust him right now. I don't think he's going to emulate that, that game he had uh, Thursdays ago um against denver so i i just don't know i don't i don't feel confident about starting him mike gallup is real big on the waiver wires right now i wouldn't be so sure about starting him either and then cordell patterson is d- dealing with the sore ankle right now so i don't know if he's going to be 100 either um and then m- lastly i do have a, a kind of a weather report like i did last week as you guys saw i did call that uh that rainstorm over in pittsburgh yep. so that obviously did hinder the game obviously that ended mm-hmm. up in a tie but uh be cautious if you're starting your any baltimore players in the rain this week uh they're going up against um chicago i forgot correct chicago i'm sorry yeah so i was checking chicago thank you for that safe yes, chicago's sir. uh weather is gonna be a little iffy this mm-hmm. week so um, i mean that's the way it is in chicago but um yeah those are my starters and sit-ins, everybody uh, what do you got, Ty? I, I like it. Uh, I also had AJ Dillon just yes. based on even if Aaron Jones does play. I mean, I know yeah. he's been dealing with with uh, some some injuries, some soreness and stuff. So um, even if he does, I still like AJ Dillon. I, I know they like to to mm-hmm. really split the work over there. Um, yeah. Eli Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell of San Francisco has been on a tear lately. Sure and they're going up against a really, really bad defense with Jacksonville. So oh, I yeah. can see him absolutely having a good day. Um, yes, a couple couple quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is really starting to get into mm-hmm. his own, kind of like we saw last year. You know, yeah. late late in the season, they start kind of getting a little more loose with the playbook. Jalen Hurts starts to get a little bit more, you know, gets to show his talents a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tua, Tua going up against the Jets. Uh, we saw – he looked pretty good when he came in this past Thursday against the Ravens, even though he still has his, uh, I believe it's a, what was his injury? Was it a shoulder or a back? Something. 
can't remember off the top of my head. It was head, something but, upper body, yeah. Yeah, but he looked pretty decent um, against Baltimore. Give him another week of rehab. You know, he's he, they're playing Sunday, so he gets a little bit more time to, to relax. I think he'll have a pretty good game. And then Dan Arnold at the tight end position. I know tight ends are always tough every year, but Dan Arnold for Jacksonville, uh, he seems to be the big target with, yep. um, I believe, DJ Chark went out. He was yeah. kind of the big man. Now Dan Arnold, he's he's had about eight targets in the last four games. So the targets are there, and he's doing pretty good. So that, that, those are my stardoms. I don't really have very many uh, sit-ems. Let's see who let's take a look at while you're looking there. A big shout out uh, to cheese that I know he's a big uh, Dan Arnold fan. And so am I. He was real impressive when he uh, during the preseason with Carolina. And then, of course, he got traded. Um, but big guy. I think he I think he's the future of the tight ends right now. Uh, look out in the next two or three years. Uh, Dan Arnold's going to be one of the elites. Absolutely. So kind of piggybacking off, like you said, not starting any Baltimore players, Lamar Jackson against Chicago in Chicago mm-hmm. should have, should have a tough time. Right. Um, I wouldn't say sit him, but limit your expectations on Justin Herbert, um, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh defense. If, if they get everybody back healthy playing on Sunday night, I think they could really hold Justin Herbert down. Um, yeah. And then Matt Ryan, playing against Bill Belichick in New England. We, we kind of know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Uh, I think I think that's good for Sidhams. There's there's not too many out there that, that I'd worry about. Wide receivers I know are really tough. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up to you. I made a trade last night. We had a points and doinks trade last night between me and Cheese. In the in the CTE league, um, he's in dire need of running back help. I am absolutely struggling with wide receivers with Calvin Ridley going out, Robert Woods ah. tore his ACL, oh. just just absolutely brutal. So I sent him James Connor, who's going to be the starter for Arizona for the next sure. few weeks, and and he's been a he's been a touchdown guy, and he sent me um, Devonte Smith of Philadelphia. Great trade. I Great thought, trade. I, this this is probably one of the most, you know, evenly killed straightforward trades that I've I've ever made. I know me and you made that trade earlier and I that one felt pretty good. This one feels pretty good. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you know, get the wheels turning here. Need yeah, something. I hope so, man. Yeah, it, it should work out for both of you guys. Great trade, great trade for yeah. guys who need one or the uh, you know, one or the other position filled up. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, any anything else before we before we get out of here, Johnny? Most leagues only got four weeks left in the regular season, so now's the time to start thinking about playoffs. So make your push now. It's do or die time. It's time to start clinching. Find out we're going to start separating the men from the boys. So good luck yep. to everybody out there. Absolutely, coming down to the wire here. Well, mm-hmm. I still have no clue where they put this in. So it's either. See you later. I hope you guys have a good fantasy week or or we're throwing it right back over to Travis and Cheese. All right. Well, um, in honor of my boy, Taiji, I'm going to do the famous bye. <laughs> Love to see it. And we're back. I know it's been so long since you heard my voice, but we are back here. Cheese, off the top before we get into, oh, you know what? Stall for me for a second so I can. Or is there any other news 
that you want to talk about before we get into this? And I got to check. Well, before we get into it, uh, we actually had a points and doinks trade. Tyler and Johnny Roca talked about it a little bit late last night, me and Tyler. This was a trade discussion that was going back since before the weekend started. We finally came to terms. I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. They gave their thoughts about it. Each of them all say it's a fair trade. I I guess I got to agree. I am trading Devontae Smith. Everyone listens to this podcast, knows how much I love him so. But I gave him up in return for James Conner as Tyler is struggling to uh, get into the playoffs. He needs wide receiver help desperately. I'm pretty locked into making the playoffs, and I'm just trying to fill up my, uh, my, my running back core. So, Travis, what do you think of that James Conner for Devontae Smith trade? I would say that in the in the in the sense that you need running back help, Chase Edmonds is out for how long? Do you know? A few weeks. I yes, I know it's not the exact perfect trade in the world, but James Conner, even without Chase, with Chase Edmonds in there, he has been kind of a touchdown monster. I, I was able to pick up uh, Chris Carson off the waivers because Donnie for some reason dropped him. And I'm hoping Donnie, he, and the thing is, Donnie doesn't have to because he's got two open slots on his bench. He doesn't have to drop anybody. Yes, I, I, I don't understand why it happened, but I was perfectly OK with taking him. So I'm hoping Chris Carson can get healthy and to be my running back two for the playoffs. But kind of, you know, just hold on to my little one seed, because if you get the one seed in division, you get a buy. So I'm kind of hoping that James Conner can kind of coast me into that uh, one spot. Well, when you're thinking about it in the sense that you need running back help. Uh, Chase Edmonds is out. James Conner has been productive and there's been injuries and in, we don't exactly know what a week se- a, a 17 week season is going to do to um, the way they roster manage with unhealthy running backs and stuff to get James Conner, although at a cost, which I'm sure, you know, you're willing to give up because you have a lot of talent in the wide receiver position. I, I think it's pretty fair. You know, you guys both get what you need. I mean, I don't think Ty, I don't think it's going to really turn around Tyler for anything. But hey, you you tried. You could at the end of the season, he could look to you, go, "You are my friend," and you tried to help. Yeah, he was asking for T. Higgins. I, I didn't want to give up T. Higgins. Luckily, Smith did have a good uh, good week this week, and I think that helped my cause to be able to offload Smith instead of Higgins. Sell high, sell high, right? All right. Well, let's get into some questions here. Uh, do you have any questions from your Instagram? Uh, no, because I keep forgetting to uh, call it. You get so many. J. Rowe does a great job at getting people to submit questions. So. He's been he's been doing it for your podcast, too, now. So I know you're getting the, the great side of that one. But we'll start from the email here. This one's from Andy in Jacksonville, Florida. Duval. Shout out Duval. Who should I start this week? Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott? Now, Dak Prescott is playing against the Chiefs. So... I immediately like that. Do you have where you're playing Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott? Is this like a four teamer? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, we're or or he's just super stacked at the quarterback position. Like he he drafted second round, third round quarterbacks. Like that's insane that he has both of them. Um, I would go Dak Prescott, right? Am I tripping? I don't think you can go wrong either which way. Um. Who who do the who do the Packers have this week? Let me take a look. Uh, both teams are on the road. Packers, uh, Packers against... at Vikings, and then Cowboys at Chiefs. So Vikings, you know the Vikings game. You don't have to worry about weather. I don't know what the Kansas City weather's like. I, I think it's a win-win no matter what you do. But <laughs> I mean, 
you know, Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of a toe injury. I mean, he put up decent numbers last week against the Seahawks. Dak's been cooking. He almost threw 300 yards in three quarter and three quarters. So, I mean, I'm, I have Dak, so obviously I'm going to ride with him, but I mean, the chiefs defense doesn't exactly scare you too, too much. Vikings is kind of up and down. I think it's just, it's a toss up, honestly. I just think, I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers. I have Dak Prescott. So if, I mean, I think we kind of split on who we would want. You, you don't really go wrong in this situation. We'll start out with it. We'll go with the next one here. This one's from Mooch. Fucking shout out Mooch. He's a good guy. Did my podcast. Trapdoor to hell. Our pod. Me and Tyler's. Maybe. <laughs> Two questions here. What do the red, black, and green numbers and digits under the player's name mean on the NFL fantasy app? So I believe what he's looking for. Let me look. The red, black, black, and green numbers under a player's name in the NFL fantasy app. Oh, I see what it is. It's a it's a situation. Okay. So what that means basically, and it should come up even if you're an ESPN fantasy or whatever, when when it's showing the matchup that the player that you're looking at is in. <clears throat> Green means they're at a advantage in this matchup. Red is bad, and then black is neutral. So, for example, Miles Gaskin is going. The Miami Dolphins are playing the Jets this weekend. They give up the 32 most amount of points, so they are worse in the league at giving up points to the running back. So that's a green. And then we'll go to, let's see. Here, Green Bay Packers at Minnesota. We just talked about this game. They are the fourth best team against defenses. So they give up the fourth least amount of points to your defense if you're holding that defense right there. So that's what that means. Right? Yes. I guess. I mean, I don't got the NFL app, but I know ESPN kind of has something similar. They they do the same thing. It just, yeah. Um, and then here's this, here's a better question here, or not a bit. They're all great questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just stupid people asking questions. That's it. Other question. Who should I start this week? Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan. I always seem to start the wrong one. Best advice, please. Well, we always give our best advice here, or at least try to Matt Ryan. When it comes to Tyler, because I'm owing to with Tyler's flex options this past couple of weeks. Sorry. Matt Ryan or um or Ryan Tannehill? Um well Matt Ryan playing on Thursday, so you gotta make it quick. Um New England defense doesn't exactly scare me. I think did they just shut out? Who did they play on Sunday? They just shut them out basically. Yeah, but I mean the that Cleveland passing attack is not that good. It's not that good. But, I mean, I think I'm riding with Ryan Tannehill going up against the Texans. Um, you know, plus matchup going against the Texans. Uh, I, I, I just think it's an overall better offense going up against a weaker defense. So, I'm going with Matt uh, Ryan Tannehill. But I do like, you know, Matt Ryan, I think, more than maybe what average people would say. Yeah, I, I have a little more faith in the New England defense especially on short week for Atlanta in a bad, bad loss. Um, it, it, that seems like a – like a Cordell Patterson bad, questionable with the name. Oh, yeah, Cord- Cordero's at, yeah. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, what I like to, you know, 
Well, not what I like because I don't like any of this, but Julio Jones left the game on Sunday. He doesn't look like he's going to be back. We know about the Derrick Henry in, uh, injury, and the people who they've been plugging in seem to be producing. So this could be more of a fluid offense, which I think bodes better for Tannehill. Like, not having to worry about these uh, these other guys who, you know, like you're like, you have to give the ball to Derrick Henry 20 or 30 times a game. Or I got to keep an eye out for Julio because he's always doing something opposite of Antonio, uh, A.J. Brown, excuse me. And um, I think this offense gets more fluid. It gets more free, spread the ball around more, which means more points for Ryan Tannehill, less points all around the, for any singular player over in Tennessee, but A.J. Brown, like, but A.J. Brown. All right, let's see. Next question here. I closed that for some reason. Armando in Palm Springs, he is 9-1. and one. His, I guess the team is the Pandas. Fucking right on, brother. Right on, brother. Uh, what's the word on Saquon Barkley's return? What do you know about the word on Saquon? Well, I have not been playing too, too close, but he had the ankle injury, and then he got COVID. So that just kind of threw a whole wrench into things. Uh, it says here, yesterday that he practiced for the first time in more than a month. So a positive sign, not exactly a sign he's going to play, but I mean, if he's playing, you're starting him. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. And what do you think happens if he does come back and he does start? Like, because we know, we know that you have to start him because he is that offense, right? And you can't really, you, you can't take, there's nobody who's going to be a better option than the number one guy anywhere, except for maybe his first week back because they might take take stuff away from him and split time, right? But after that, he's going to start. Do you think he will actually be productive? I, I mean, I don't so, so I'm going to have to kind of reel it back. I didn't exactly uh, look at what the matchup was. It's a Monday night game against the Buccaneers. That is arguably the worst matchup you can get because for someone who's injured, you don't know if he's going to play and it's a bad matchup regardless. I mean, I think you're still going to have to start him because I don't think you have too many better options, but kind of go into your question. I mean, if he's on the field, he's their best player and it's almost like CMC at kind of like a lower level to where he's going to be on the field. They're going to try to feed him touches. They're probably going to want to limit him a little bit. I mean, we saw when he came back from his, uh, his previous injury from last year that, he got, you know, kind of worked his way in, but eventually kind of after whatever, like week three or four, he yeah. was fine. But then unfortunately he suffered the ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, de- I definitely agree. I, I would, if, if you're like questioning whether he's going to be back for you this week, even if he is, I would stay right away because of that, you know, they're probably will slow build him up because he's been out for so long. And also you're playing Tampa Bay who has, one of the best um, run defenses in the league, even though it didn't look so didn't look that way against Washington last week. But I, I, I don't think it's productive. And I don't think it's like the problem is, is that you have to, you have to base this off of what his ADP is. And I think we've talked about this all season where there's guys like him and, um, and uh, who am I missing also that was drafted in like the first round, like Ty, like even Tyreek Hill, like, the, the way you drafted him for his ADP, you expect him to fucking boom all the time, and the boom's just not there because of injuries, because of, you know, whatever it is. Um, What are your predictions on Cam Newton? How will he do? How many games might he start for fantasy owners? Um, 
I think so. One of the one of the weird things that I saw uh, was that he kind of came in off, off a short week and getting signed and taking over the clubhouse. And we know how Cam Newton is. He is a like a outspoken guy. So I think that's bad news for Sam Darnold in general. And when he was in the game, he actually played pretty well. Now, what does that do over all 60 minutes of the game? Who's to say? But the 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 good thing is with him is that he doesn't have to sling the ball around too much because he has CMC right there. And if he, you know, arm starts getting tired late, just give the ball off, dump the ball off, get it into the playmaker's hands, let him move downfield. You know, he doesn't have to work the ball laterally too much at all because of CMC's talent. Yeah, step, he's he's looking like he's on track to start this week against Washington. I'm not starting him this week. I think you, you want to see what that offense looks like. But in the short little bursts he had last week against Arizona, he did look good. Uh, as you said, I mean, having CMC in your back pocket is always going to help. But, I, he, you know, it looked like he had some sort of connection with Robbie Anderson. And he's been, you know, one of the worst disappointments this entire fantasy season. And so, he, you know, a, pro- a lot of people probably dropped him. I'm not saying rush to go pick him up. But if he shows some sort of connection with him and Cam, I mean, maybe, you know, you can take a look at him. And I mean, with Sam Donald out injured for the next few weeks, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, Cam does, you know, start possibly the rest of the season. And if they can sneak into the playoffs, who exactly knows with the NFC, but um, at fantasy wise, it's just tough to say because he, you know, last year he did not have, he was, he was terrible. He was not accurate at all, but he also had COVID. He said he kind of wasn't right pretty much after that. So I don't know how much that's going to you know affect him this season. So hopefully, you know, we can kind of get Cam. We're not going to get MVP Cam back, but maybe we can get, you know, old Carolina Cam back, you know, after the MVP. The Robbie Anderson thing, it really sucks because I was big on the bandwagon uh, or I was big on that, on that, on that wagon. I wouldn't say bandwagon, but I was banging the ringing the bell for Robbie Anderson and what he could do with Sam Darlin and he may still be good coming into this season, he's a late round, this and that, and Robbie Anderson has sucked. So, like, I, in my heart of hearts, I hope that Robbie Anderson doesn't do shit because then I think I might get caught up into a fucking uh, Traquan Smith scenario where I just, I, I hold on to him every season from now on, just going like, well, remember, he screwed you that one time when you let him go and then Cam Newton came, came back. Um I do think that because of we know Cam Cam Newton is still, you know, athletic and still got his legs on him good. And I think the offense, the way it's run, and we've seen when he was in Carolina before, that when they get into the red zone, they get into short yardage stuff, they're not afraid to go to Cam Newton on the ground and let him punch it in himself. And I think that gives him a little bit of upside depending on your league, right? Because if you have one of these guys like, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, um, Lamar Jackson, um, you know, Tom Brady, these guys who every week are putting up great, great numbers and they have these huge big boom games, you're not going to put Cam Newton in for them. But let's say your main quarterback is dealing with an injury or he, or like in the event of this past week when Ben Roethlisberger gets COVID, not going to play on short notice, I think Cam Newton has upside from anybody else you're going to be able to pick up on the waiver wire 
or, or free agency because of that. Because of that, I think he has a little bit more. Yeah, and even if Cam does snipe some rushing touchdowns at the goal line, it's not going to affect CMC. I mean, the man got like 25 points and he barely played that much. So CMC will be fine. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into the breakdown of this week. And we'll start with that Thursday night, the Thursday night game, the Patriots at Falcons. Really quick, the Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers has finally scored a touchdown. Give it up for him. He scored a touchdown. Good job. Longest, longest uh, gap in wide receiver history. The first wide receiver to have this many catches and yards as a wide receiver uh, without getting a touchdown. Um, what do you think that says for going forward? Like, does that break the seal? Like that first piss after a bunch of beers or what? Yep. I mean, after not scoring a touchdown forever, however long he's been in the NFL, they're just going to come in droves. Now it's kind of like my boy Devonte Smith, you know, he doesn't do anything. And then now he's scoring back-to-back games, Jacoby Myers. He's on, he's on the hot, he's on the rise. And honestly, Mac Jones ain't playing too hot. I know he's more of a good real football quarterback than a fancy football quarterback, but uh, this this passing offense isn't exactly like the sexiest, but there's usable pieces. I mean, you know, a few. They move the they move the chains, right? And that's yeah. that's the key to a Patriots offense. It doesn't exactly create for a huge upside in the fantasy world, but they move the chains. And I think we've talked about Nick Folk as the kicker on and on about what that does for him, and the fact that they do operate that way is a huge upside. Now on the other side, we got the Falcons and Young Way Koo. The Patriots' defense has been a little stingy. What about like um, the Falcons and and kind of running it that way? You know, you Young Way Koo. You think they could punch it in? You know, do you think they have the ability to move the ball up the field with uh, against New England? It's definitely a tough ask with no. Let's just say no Cordell Patterson, no Calvin Ridley. I mean, Mike Davis. I was banging the drum on him early, and he even when he does play, I mean, he gets his touches. It's not obviously what I thought it was going to be. So this is going to be a big, you know, big kind of prove a game for Mike Davis if he is the guy. And, you know, if you're still holding on to him, if you're able to pick him up because, you know, someone was frustrated and dropped him, you know, I think he's a good start this week if you don't have any better options, especially if Cordell Patterson isn't playing because if Cordell's not starting, Davis is going to get run and uh, he'll definitely get more catches if Patterson isn't in that lineup. I think also if Patterson is in that lineup, Wayne Gallman is the backup over there, I believe. And I know when he was uh, in New York with the um, Giants and um, and Saquon was out, they used him in the passing game quite a bit. So, I mean, that might be a direct replacement for Cordero, but I think that's only in deeper, deeper leagues, really. Yeah, and with no Calvin Ridley, I was hoping that maybe Russell Gage would kind of step up and be that number one. Uh, he put up a big fat zero last week. And I mean, Kyle Pitts has kind of emerged as the number one guy. Very weird game last week. So it's kind of hard to judge too, too much off of that game against Dallas. But we're still kind of waiting to see if another receiver can step up outside of Pitts in place of Calvin Ridley. It just hasn't happened yet. They just kind of spread the ball around, except for Pitts, they, who's the number one guy, but you're not going to be able to you know, get him off the waivers. Yeah, correcto. We'll move on to Sunday, though. We'll start with the first game on Sunday. The Saints at the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurst versus Taysom Hill? No, I believe it's still uh, Trevor Simeon, right? Oh, Trevor Simeon. What do you got on this game? What's your take on it? 
Um, it will be interesting. Alvin Kamara kind of he don't know what his status is. Might be a one week thing. Might be a multiple week thing. Mark Ingram came in last week and had a, a solid game. Sorry, Tyler. I said Kittle would Kittle had a good game, but Mark Ingram had a better game. And that was the difference. Uh, Deontay Harris. He has kind of emerged as that kind of number one guy outside uh, without Michael Thomas. Uh, Johnny Roca sent in a question for uh, curveballs and chair shots, and it was a trade with this guy. And as a Saints fan, I'll be honest, I had no idea who the hell this guy was. And I was like, why are you trading for this guy? We looked into it and he ain't that bad. And he actually had a, a decent game uh, this or last week. Only was targeted four times, but he hauled in for uh, three of them for 84 yards. So uh, he's not, you know, getting the workload that you might want. Travis's boy, Traquan Smith out there hauling in seven targets. So maybe if you if you're desperate, you know, maybe pick up Traquan Smith. I don't know. Yeah, don't he do did. It. He he did get a touchdown, so that's really what boosted his value. But don't do it. I I've been down that road. Um, the Eagles though, like Jalen Hurts hasn't exactly been what you've been hoping for from a mobile quarterback, and I think the troubles continue this week against the Saints. Um, Saints kind of lock you in and hold you tight like a wrestler and just squeeze you to the ground. Um, what's the what's the main running back? He's back this week. What's his name? Miles I've got Sanders. one. Those of you, yes, Miles Sanders. Those of you listening, I'm holding my microphone, so it's kind of hard for me to Google quickly. I can barely type with two hands, so I'm not even attempting with one hand. Miles Sanders is back, so like those of you who are streaming Boston Scott or anybody like that, go ahead and uh, downgrade, 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 and adjust, right? Um, next game, the Dolphins at the Jets. Now, the Jets, Mike White um, had a poor, poor, poor performance last week. I think he threw, what, four picks? Is that correct? I think so. Not a good day, especially if you had some faith in the Jets and you put some money down on them. Oh, no. What did you? What was your, what was your bet? Did you put I, a parlay I, together? I, you know, I, I mean, the overhit. Mainly because the Buffalo Bills put up almost a 50-burger. fucking murdered them, yeah. But, uh, you know, the uh, Jets cannot keep it within 13 points. No. Unfortunately. No. Um, Zach Wilson still not back, right, back yet, correct? Nope. And honestly, I mean, yeah, Mike White was trash last week, but I, mean, I don't know if you really want to risk it. But, I don't I mean, you're not starting it's regardless, a, so who yeah, cares? Well, it's, it's a better matchup. I see what you're saying. You, you, you want to point out that it's a better matchup than the Bills. But you're still not going to do it. Like, it's the Dolphins. I get it. There's some upside, but not much. I do think there's a, a lot of upside for Jameson Crowder in this matchup, though, um, being as he's the only wide receiver out of New York with, with those Jets who has any continuous, you know, productivity. I think he still does it. Um, does it for you guys in that regard. What about on Miami? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a good one. I think he is. I wouldn't, Maybe not. The he's a running one. back, right? Uh, he's the wide receiver. We're thinking of Elijah Mitchell for the. 49ers. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thank you. But uh, coming off the kind of garbage time stuff from the Thursday night game a few weeks ago, and then this week, uh, Moore has kind of stepped up recently. Um, kind of tough to say he's a number one guy there, but he hauled in a touchdown. Uh, Corey Davis had seven or five catches for ninety three yards. So technically, you know, he had the more productive day, but Moore is able to, uh, you know, be a target in the red zone or in the end zone. Interesting, interesting. Um, Dolphins to uh, Devo- no Devonte Parker still, but Miles Gaskin has a really good. I mean, I talked about him as my example in one of the questions. Um, in the fact that uh, 
he has a good matchup this week. What do you think he does? I think big upgrade all the way around for the uh, the Dolphins. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of really anybody on the Dolphins, but I think you just upgrade them all. This is Jets team. Uh, this defense is not very good. So just, you know, if you, I don't know see if, if I would say, you know, if you got them, start them, but you can have much more confidence if you're starting a, a Dolphin this week. Yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting Jalen Waddle. I'm starting Miles Gaskin for sure. Uh, next match of the Washington football team against the Cam Newton Carolina Panthers. Uh, this is going to be interesting because Washington off a huge win against Tampa Bay on their bye week. We talked about that. That was shocking as all fucking hell. And then Carolina now, I, I'm pretty sure Cam Newton will be announced as starter, I think, either tomorrow or on Thursday. So this is an interesting matchup. What do you see from it? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about Carolina and the Panthers already. So going over to Washington, um, I mean, Antonio Gibson, he had a solid game against the that tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And I, I would say, you know, he's probably going to have a, another solid game. This Carolina Panthers defense, I've kind of said it. I kind of like them as a, a streaming option. As they're not sexy, but they're just able to, you know, get some turnovers, get some sacks, you know, get enough. Maybe they put up, you know, they, they might give up some points, but they're going to make some some stops and make some plays as well. But uh, I mean, I Gilmore is always somebody to look out for. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, on the Washington front, pretty much, you know, the same group, you know, Gibson uh, McKissick is a kind of flex option. I do wonder what this game will play out. Cause I think if you're starting McKissick, you're hoping for Washington to get blown out. So they have to throw it a bunch. Yeah. Carolina had a, a solid outing last week, but I, I don't see it happening again, two weeks in a row. So I'm a little weary of starting McKissick. If that's kind of what you're banking on. I think that would be only in deep leagues, right? M- m- most average 12 to 14 team leagues you're you're not really worried about that you have other better options than that we've already talked about carolina a bunch so we don't need to do that we'll move on to the next matchup colts at bills bills off a huge 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 um week we saw the return of what everybody thinks stefan Diggs is supposed to do all the time josh allen had a great fucking game now i'm gonna predict that we see stefan Diggs. Take that step back again. Go back to, I mean, not bad, Stefan Diggs. It's still, I think he's still going to put up numbies, but I think it's going to be more in your average, like middle, you know, the, he's not touching anywhere near his ceiling is this week. I think Josh Allen is set to have a good week, um, spreading the ball around. I think this is where Cole Beasley has a great, great week because of the way the Colts run. They're kind of perimeter-based, great corners, great defensive ends. I think they try and pick apart the middle of this defense just over the top of these good linebackers and Darius Leonard and get Cole Beasley a bunch of work in the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, I think Stephon Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Diggs is going to be – he's going to be productive. He's not exactly going to be what you draft him to be, but that's just kind of what the Bills have been doing. They're successful. They're spreading around a bunch. I would not be shocked if we kind of get more to Cole Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders dud uh, last week, but hopefully, you know, kind of can get back on track. But uh, I think really it's Beasley and Diggs are kind of the two guys who really start with confidence. And we're, we're kind of seeing the uh, the running backs, you know, 
kind of get it going a little bit more. You know, not exactly starting anyone with like super duper confidence, but now, I mean, Matt Breida just out here scoring touchdowns. So with a receiving touchdown, so maybe, and a rushing touchdown. So maybe he could be uh, an option if, you know, he proves it again, but that was just more the fact they're up so big and they're just putting the backup. So probably not. We had another all time fucking interception on Carson Wentz this week. Did you see it? Um, was I, that was that pass intercepted? I'm not sure, but it was another one of those that because he got it, he got a pick six. I think it was two weeks ago off the same thing where he's in the middle of getting fucking sacked and he passes. He's got the ball on his offhand and he tries to do this weird like fucking shovel thing to somebody and he got a pick six last time. I I saw this on Red Zone when I was packing, you know, packing up my fucking trailer and moving shit, and I was just like, I can't even look at this. He's doing it again. It was very funny. Yeah, I mean that's that's what uh, Carson Wentz does. Oh, Any, Carson Wentz. Uh, anybody on the Colts? I mean, besides Jonathan Taylor, who is probably without Derrick Henry now, the best running back in the league. I think I think Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines is still like a flex option. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this week. I would have to dig into what the Buffalo Bills do against uh, the passing backs um, to really get get a good tell on this, but do your research on that. You could find that real quick. And Naeem Hines might be a flex option for you, but Jonathan Taylor's awesome. So, I mean, that is what it is from the Colts. Unfortunately, their quarterback is still Carson Wentz. Um, uh, Lions at Browns, the Lions no longer, no longer, uh, two weeks in a row without a loss, two weeks in a row without a loss. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that I was watching some of that game. And I was like, Jesus Christ, just win the fucking game. It's insane from the Lions. Um, and I think they have a really bad matchup this week, even though the Cleveland Browns are with um, not really being productive. Jarvis Landry is really fucking stinky shitty. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not healthy. Obviously, he's having a ton of issues. They can only really run the ball. I think because of how good Cleveland's defense is and because the majority of the offense runs through that running game, that they're fresh. And I think it's going to create a lot of problems for the Lions this week. If you're looking anything fantasy wise on, on their side of the football, I think Cleveland Browns defense is a must start this week. I am staying away from, I don't care if it's the Lions, but I'm staying away from any pass catchers for the Cleveland Browns for the foreseeable future. If, you know, Nick Chubb still on the COVID list could possibly should be back in time. So whether it's Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson, I expect those guys are the only people I'm starting with any confidence out of this uh, Browns offense. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, even Jarvis Landry, you have to treat him as a show me guy at this point. Cause it's just not there. And I think it, I, I really think Baker Mayfield is like seriously hurt. I mean, we we could talk about it when we get to the. He, he's other. the he's the SpongeBob meme of well, the the dude with glass bones and he's just wrapped all over the place. Like every time he gets tackled, I feel like he he hurts something new. Well, let's talk about this here because um because um the Rams are on by, so we wouldn't end up talking about him regardless. Matt Stafford, I think, has that same appeal. We just watched him Sunday night against the Niners, like have a poor 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 performance. I think he's got a bunch of injuries too. And that team is actually a team that's going to compete in the playoffs. Matt, this bye week couldn't came at a better time. 
Matt Stafford needs to fucking rest and he won't rest his body. Like, dude, this isn't Detroit anymore. You have to look forward to the postseason and then they lose Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a huge thing. What do you think that does for OBJ going forward, though? Um, For OBJ, I mean, first week, couple days in, it's kind of hard to really gauge what he's going to be in that offense. They go right away to him in that first play. So I think he will. It will definitely affect him. He's definitely an upgrade. Uh, Robert Woods, I think this is more kind of real football talk, but he was a phenomenal like running, you know, running uh, blocker, you know, good guy in the locker room. People loved him. So I think it's going to hurt. He's the a pro, bro. Yeah, I think it's going to hurt the Rams more than I think what people realize. You know, even bringing in OBJ, I have been down on him a bit, but bringing in into this offense, Sean McVay is, a, a, you know, a, a cool young football coach and he's kind of a player's coach. So hopefully they can get him going. Van Jefferson, I think he's definitely a downgrade, I think, going forward. But I, who knows? Maybe Van Jefferson is the new Robert Woods and OBJ is the Van Jefferson. So who who, who knows? But See, I tend to lean that way. I tend to lean that way. And I think I think that uh, Sean, like, I think this is how the conversation goes because Sean McVay is running a productive team and shit like that. And I think this is what OBJ did do, do did to himself. And and we've seen it with the way he like they are uh, the Rams have operated trades and all this stuff that like they throw finance. It's all about winning. They don't care about finances. They'll deal with that all down the road. If he has if OBJ has any of his fucking traditional problems with getting the like Vance Jefferson getting the ball more, Cooper Cup's obviously the number one guy over there. Like if he fucking wants to voice his opinion, Sean McVay will tell him, "Well, you can sit on the fucking bench or you can go home." Like. I don't care. You you were su- like you are such a problem that nobody wanted to pick you up. You're lucky that you're here right now. So play my fucking game, or you can leave, and we'll still win football games. You know what I'm saying? No. After that, after that uh, loss to the 49ers, maybe OBJ is hoping he signed with the Packers instead. Yeah, that's a typical fucking trap game, though. Shanahan Shanahan does this to Sean McVay, and it's fucking. Matt Stafford hurt. Fucking Robert Woods goes down. This this is this is trap game. Trap game for sure. I, I, it's not. It's an enigma for the Rams. And the, I I think the 49ers could play like that every week, but I don't think they will. That's the unfortunate part. But we'll get onto it because the 49ers are the next matchup. They are going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. And before, because we had a late question come in, and it applies to this, so I'll ask it right now. This one is from. Uh, from uh, Renee, uh, his QB one is on by this week, so a little context, so we're not just like Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott, but his his QB one is on by, so he's either going to be starting Jimmy G or Russell Wilson. See, I wish questions like this would also come with uh, who's on the waiver wire, because at this point, who the Seahawks are going to play the Cardinals. I don't like that matchup, especially Russell Wilson is still trying to get into the swing of things. And we saw the issues in Green Bay this past weekend. I don't think he's going to be great. I also don't think Jimmy, like Jimmy G doesn't have a high ceiling regardless. So like you may be able to find somebody on the waiver wire who has a higher ceiling and fucking take a shot on it. If you're, I think if you're looking for base level production, I think that the 49ers playing Jacksonville even though Jacksonville shut out uh, Buffalo just a couple weeks ago, I think that's a better matchup than Seahawks at Cardinals. 
Yeah, I'm wondering what the game plan is for the 49ers if they just want to run the ball down Jacksonville's throat. And we saw if it works against the Rams, they're just going to keep pounding and keep pounding. You're going to you're you're hoping that Jimmy G like throws a touchdown to Kittle or Debo, because if that's the case, if that's not the case, then he's just not going to be productive. I mean, the rest. I mean, it's productive enough, though, right? Because because what you're when you're starting Jimmy G in the against Jacksonville, you're automatically saying. I just need some base level points and Jimmy G is going to get me this core regardless. Russell Wilson, because of the injury has an option to be shut, shut out in my mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, I mean, I think it's a valid question because after coming off the finger injury in the cold, I think the cold does affect, did affect why Russ was not as good as he was. Now it's in Seattle. I don't know what the weather is like. It might be a little cold, a little rainy, but, uh, I mean, I think I'm still just if I'm going to, you know, say, fuck it, I got to shoot high. I, I'm going with Russell Wilson against the Cardinals. Hopefully, you know, another week under his belt, he can kind of get back into it. But uh, I, I think I'm I'm more I understand I'm kind of chasing points right now, but I think I would go with Russ. But if we're kind of going overall, as I said, I'm upgrading everybody. I like two against the Jets and he's kind of a guy that's a streamer option, I would assume everywhere but i think i think you're evaluating your roster do you want to drop guys where are your standings at and what is your position what is your situation like this week you know sometimes when you get into those situations where your quarter quarterbacks on buying stuff you just want to take the loss not to mess up your roster too much so i think that's stuff you got to take into uh consideration because we both gave you decent reasons on why you would go either way so um but Back to the 49ers and Jaguars, since we're talking about it. Debo's great. I think Kittle is um, starting, to look, starting to look more and more like him. I like what I saw from him on Monday Night Football. And IU, too, like, this is the thing. And people, you can look at the box score and it won't look good. The 49ers, like you said, were just pounding the ball down, uh, down the Rams' face. And they got up big with a touchdown and then a pick six. So, like, from there, they were just like, well, we can run the ball all over you and not have to throw it, and this is going to work. Uh, okay. And they just did that. Elijah Mitchell, I think um, he he continues. Like, he's the hot hand. We've seen this with Kyle Shanahan, that he'll keep riding this guy until he probably gets injured. It's the 49ers. So that's exactly what happens to them all. Um, but I would, I would go – I would still, if you're in a deeper – a little bit deeper, like, league – and you need that flex spot, I would go back to Brandon Ayuk because I think last week was just a thing of they didn't target anybody because he, I think he, I believe Kittle had like six or seven Debo had like maybe seven or eight. And then he had like five or six, like they're all right there. It wasn't like a huge disparity. Trying to check the stats right now. So uh, Kittle had seven, Debo had five and Ayuk had four. So, oh, Debo had five. Okay. Yeah. So they're all right there. Yeah. So, I mean, didn't throw really at at all. So, you know, three for 26 isn't going to look sexy. But as you said, if you watch the game, you understand why the totals weren't that good. Exactly. Exactly. What about on the other side of the ball with Jacksonville? What do you got on that side? Uh, Jacksonville, I mean, I was kind of talking up the wide receiver core. It has been a struggle thus far. And I think. Dan Arnold has been like the guy thus far. He has had, you know, really good weeks these past couple weeks. And so if you're looking for a streamer, um, you know, 
I know Travis Kelsey's buy, I think it's coming up next week. So as someone who has Kelsey, I'm kind of hoping that I can kind of snack him as being, you know, kind of a bye week replacement. After but, uh, after their buy, I think he's had he's averaged uh, one touchdown and six receptions about a game or something, something like that. It's re- it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, outside of James Robinson, I think he's kind of the only like legit guy to start on this offense. Yeah, for it's it's insane that they have such a talented wide receiver core because we've seen all of them. We've seen what DJ Chart did last year with fucking Gardner Minshew, and then you bring in Trevor Lawrence and you expect you know that to flourish and it doesn't. And then you see the talent of Lavisca Chenault. He goes off, and um, who's the other guy? I'm forgetting. Junior, right? Something Junior. Marvin uh, Jones. Marvin Jones Junior. Thank you. Like we've seen him him have great games too. And they've got what is supposed to be a great rookie quarterback, and he can't seem to get the fucking job done. It's it's absolutely insane, absolutely. But um, next game on the slate, we have the Texans and Titans. I think we talked about this game a little bit already. This is in Tennessee. Uh, I th- said we like Tannehill in this matchup. Um, what is the name of the fucking running back? R- r- they're talking about fantasy focus live. Because it appears to be that it's not just Adrian Peterson. And can you pull up the depth chart for me? I am trying to pull up the depth chart, but apparently ESPN has won a load because I wanted to talk about Deontay Foreman as well. That's it. That's it. Thank you, buddy. He has been looking great. He just looks like, you know, a better, more powerful, fresher runner. Um, so, as you know, I'm, I think he's a definite add on the waiver wire this week. Yeah, I don't think it's a definite start because you have to see what this Titans offense develops. I think it's going to be a lot, a, a big spread and uh, like a big feast that everybody gets to eat on because I think they're still going to be super productive. But um, the defense this week against the Texans should be fucking killer. Should be, you know, pending. A, Houston was on by last week, correct? I believe so. Okay, because, you know, Houston's one of those teams where from week to week, like, they don't show them on red zone or anything. So, if you're, if you're not, like, super glued in, you could they could be on bye or they could have played and you you could have no idea because they just don't show up. Um, is there anything that you're looking for from Houston? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Brandon Cooks because he's the only guy over there. And that is pretty much it. I mean, maybe just kind of keep an eye on the running back share. If, you know, David Johnson or Philip Lindsay goes down, you know, maybe one of them emerges, but I mean, nothing really on that end. Oh, I mean, fair bear. Maybe they move the ball a little bit and they kick some field goals, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, next game, Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings off the huge win, uh, beating the Chargers last week. Green Bay often a uh, big one as well, beating Seahawks. So um, Minnesota has been super productive all season. Dalvin Cook seems to be on the right track, right? He didn't go down. He's he's cool because he was a little bit banged up going into last week, right? I believe not, from what I've seen, I haven't really heard anything that Dalvin Cook is in any besides the off the field stuff that there's really nothing going. Oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a he's a. Uh, beater join the club right <laughs> but he says he's a victim so yeah whatever you know what though true man you know i seen this video on um on tiktok 
And um, this is a little tangent, I'm sorry. And it was a woman, short hair, maybe part of the LGBTQ plus community, was talking about this uh, punk rock show where uh, the lead singer, uh, she like kicked this guy out of the front row. She's like, you're gone. You're out of the concert. But not didn't just kick him up. Forced him to get on stage and then pissed on him. And I thought, and she was like, this is, this is awesome. This is punk rock. And I'm thinking to myself, if a dude did this to a woman, this would be a real fucking problem. But this is punk rock, Travis. I don't know. I don't know, brother. Dalvin Cook dealing with the same thing. Just no piss. Anyways, um, I think this is a feast for most of the starters here. Do you disagree with me? No, I would not be shocked if this is a high-scoring divisional affair uh, with Aaron Jones out seemingly for one to two weeks at the minimum. AJ oh, Dillon, right. AJ Dillon must start RB one for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. He he definitely slides right in perfectly. Um, we'll just move it on. The Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. Would you like to say something about what I said about the Ravens? Uh, well, some people might say they're frauds. Mm-hmm. Some people so, with me. Some people would be Travis. Um, and I, this is this is a big test, I would say, because I think the the Chicago Bears did kind of show out uh, last week against the uh, the Steelers. I thought they had a great game, even though they lost. So if at home Chicago's going to play tough, coming off a bye week, you know, Ravens also kind of off a semi bye week on the Thursday night game. So. If they are frauds, which some people might say they are, they uh, should come out to make a statement here and beat a, a sneaky, tough Bears team. I think this is the best game plan that Justin Fields has probably seen so far this season. Him off a of bye, full week, prepping for the Ravens. I think Justin Fields has a fantasy excellent day. I'm calling it here. High stream option, Justin Fields. Start him. Call him. Yeah. This Ravens defense does not scare me one bit. David Montgomery seems to be a go. Uh, Darnell Mooney is the option over there. I Aaron Allen Al- Robinson. Allen Robinson had a, a decent game. I mean, he had a great game by his standards, which was like 10 points. So maybe, you know, against a, a lackluster Ravens defense, he can go off a little bit. And finally, oh, like will, an Allen I, Robinson game. He will have a field. He will have a field day. I'm calling it right now. Ravens are frauds. Le'Veon Bell getting released by the Ravens, Travis. What does this mean for the Ravens? <laughs> Means, I mean, it's one less person they have to pay the AARP shit to. We need a little fucking drummer. Um, anybody like it's Lamar Jackson, um, Lamar Jackson, and that's about it, right? Oh, um, of course, um, what's his name? The tight end, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, you know. He's one of those guys where that's your tight end. You probably he's probably your best option. So you're gonna start him, right? And I think Rashad Bateman, he showed enough these past few weeks coming back from injury that if you need him as a flex option or something like that, I, I think he's solid kind of guy to you know start up and see what happens, see if he can kind of keep it going. I'll be looking out for him next year, coming into more of a position. Um the 
Cincinnati Bengals in Las Vegas to play the Raiders. She's take this one away to start, please. Well, Cincinnati coming off of a bye, coming off the you know rough couple weeks with the Jets and the Browns. Uh, so they're going to look to get back on track. Raiders is trying to do the same thing as well after that embarrassment on Sunday night. But um, I do like the this could be a, a shootout if the Raiders want to show up. Uh, I said I like T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is you know on the rise. He's getting a lot of targets. Uh, Jamar Chase. I'm not hitting the panic button by any means, but you know we've kind of seen him kind of fall off a little bit from just that historic rapid start he had to the season. So. I just kind of something to keep an eye out on, maybe temper expectations a little bit with Jamar Chase going forward. But I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't worry about it too, because there's one problem with the Las Vegas Raiders defense: it's the fact that the cornerbacks and safeties have trouble guarding the receivers downfield. So I think this opens up a fucking shit show, nightmare matchup when you got Jamar Chase T and T Higgins over there, and Tyler Boyd. Like, don't, let's not forget about him. I just. I, I, I couldn't honestly tell you, like, which one was going to have the best day. And that's what's scary, right? Yeah, and the tight end, uh, CJ Uzama, uh, we've seen him have, you know, some monster games, and Kelsey's coming off a big game. So maybe the tight ends is a another weak spot of the, I mean, that entire uh, Raiders defense. So maybe he comes back and has a, another big week and could be, a, could be a streamer if you want him. Um. On the Raiders side of the football, Hunter Renfro has stepped up and um, like cemented him. I, I don't think as a huge as a really high ceiling guy, but his floor has been rising and rising and rising. So I think you're you feel a little more safe starting Hunter Renfro each week. Brian Edwards file, found the end zone last week. Do you think he finds the end zone again this week? I mean, apparently, because I am a Brian Edwards guy, I got to ride my boy and say he's going to have a fantastic week again. But, uh, I mean, Hunter Renfro, I think if you have him kind of as your third wide receiver, I think he is, like, your best option as, like, a flex because you know he's going to get you, like, four or five catches, get you, like, at least eight yards, maybe he gets into the end zone, really pays off for you. So Hunter Renfro has really emerged with with no uh, Henry Ruggs is kind of I mean even before then but he's definitely kind of doing a week after week and emerging as like a guy to start. That's that that's that floor rising people. That's that floor rising. You got to watch out for people like that cuz you need guys like that on your roster to mix things up. Uh Derek Carr couple bad performances in a row not too great. Um are you you know you're able to uh put the crow away cuz you know you're not going to be able to eat it. You're not going to eat it now. You know, I do you know, Cheese, more than anything, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, but he, he just he's not doing it. And this is what this is kind of the shit I was talking about. So, you know, now now he's ba- he's back to I would say if 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 this were an eight square thing, he's not back to square one, but he's at around like two or three again because of the poor performances. But you know, get the good grace again this week. Show me what you you know what you can actually do. And we'll talk, we'll talk about getting that apology, Derek Carr. Yeah. Big game for both these teams. Big game. So. Big, yeah. Both five and four, both bubble teams. They really need to win. Um, Cardinals at Seahawks. We talked about this just a little bit because of the um, question regarding Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett has been really, 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 really low. Not a ton of, bus game or big uh, boom games, high ceiling games. Do we think that turns around or does it just stay that um, the, um, I blanked on his name. 
What's the DK, other wide DK receiver? Metcalf? DK Metcalf. I kept thinking DJ. I'm like, it's not fucking DJ. DK Metcalf. Does it continue becoming the? Does this continue to be the DK Metcalf show? And we leave Tyler Lockett kind of in, in the past. Well, I mean, I've always kind of liked DK as kind of the number one guy over there. So I think you still have to start him even after this down week. Uh, I think Tyler Lockett, I mean, as you said, you know, he's had more downs and ups. And I think right now you got, you're not dumping him. You got to kind of keep him on your bench and you got to make hope that Russ can kind of get it back. And hopefully, you know, Lockett can be kind of a key piece for you in the playoffs because he's just too volatile right now for me to, to start. And on the other side of the ball, could you tell me if Kyler Murray is back? Because Kyler Murray didn't play last week. I don't think – was there no DeAndre Hopkins last week either? Nope. It was the same thing as, la- as the week before. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, f- football's crazy. 49ers are trash, and then they're not. And then terribly, I don't know what's going on. Up is down, yeah. left is right. Yeah, so uh, do you know if those guys are all back this week? Not 100% sure. You know, it's just the case if we do this on a Tuesday. So yeah. most of the stuff we're not going to know till like Thursday, Friday. But, um, you know, divisional matchup coming off the loss. I, I feel like, you know, Murray is, I don't know. It's kind of tough because I thought he was going to be back last week, but he they held him out again. So, I mean, it's just, it's too hard to kind of speculate right now on a Tuesday. But if if Kyler Murray's playing, you're starting him, and I don't. Yeah, you want you want him to start, so it's one of those things that you need to like eye heavily on Sunday. And if you want to take it down to a game time decision, you need to make sure that you have one of these other afternoon or Monday night games uh, quarterbacks on your roster because the last thing you want to do is put up a goose egg, right? Exactly. Um. Christian Kirk, I said, I said that, um, well, I said, and I took it from fantasy focus, Matthew Barry, like Christian Kirk, you just have to start him. You have to, you know, eat it if he doesn't have a good game and it's been paying off so far. Like the, the, the floor has been pretty high so far. So I'm not upset about that. I let glad I got that opinion. I'm glad I passed it on to you guys. I'm not going to just take the take today. Be a little honest. Yeah, we talked a little bit about James Carner with the trade. You know, not the best game last week. I mean, still found the end zone. So I'd say uh, better days are definitely ahead with James Conner, as long as he doesn't get hurt because he does, unfortunately, kind of have that injury history. Yep. Uh, Cowboys at Chiefs. I think this is just like the um, this is like the Minnesota Green Bay where the stars in this game, you're going to start them, right? I felt good because CeeDee Lamb went off last week. And we told who had the somebody had a question last week. Like, do we have the better end of this CD Lamb for somebody else? And we were like, yeah, probably CD Lamb. I felt I felt good that like we say stuff all the time, and it sucks when we don't get instant gratification. And to get it for once, that was like we nailed that one. We na- boys, we got it. Yep, that DAC CD stack has paid off for me. And as you said, I think everybody in here you're starting every. You know, this could be a really fun, high-scoring affair if the Chiefs want to actually be the Chiefs because I think Dallas is going to bring it regardless as long as the weather isn't too crazy. So uh, Michael Gallup, but kind of a name to look out for. He's back. He's, you know, kind of productive. Amari Cooper's always kind of a guy who's always kind of, you know, banged up. Uh, CeeDee Lamb does have like a bone bruise or something in his arm. He got pulled late, but I don't think that should be an issue. Now the Chiefs obviously haven't been productive all season long. Big week last week against the Raiders. Um, one of their kryptonites has been turnovers 
and and um, and basically other teams making them pay for turnovers. Now, what do the Cowboys do a lot? They create turnovers. Do you see this being a nightmare matchup for what the Chiefs are, or do you think they've kind of got back on the on the right on the right road at least? It's. I mean, I really want to like believe and really like the Cowboys defense, but just that one. The one game against the Broncos just kind of threw it for a loop. And I'm like, okay, so were they legit? Or did the Broncos find something? Because the Broncos, I mean, aren't that great of a team. So uh, I, I would want to say the, the uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs should be fine. I think they kind of, I'm not going to say everything is great. They're going to go off, you know, win the AFC again and go to the Super Bowl. But I think kind of this was kind of more of their get right game. Wouldn't be shocked if Trayvon Diggs gets an interception because he gets an interception every single week. So, uh, not saying it's going to be a perfect game, but I think the Chiefs will will be doing just fine. Not saying they're yeah. going to win, but never know. Agree, agree. Um, and then the Sunday night football game: the Steelers at the Chargers. Now, one of the things that we've been continuing to talk about, where from week to week, is Mike Williams and the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert hasn't been as of lately, the guy who he is and Mike Williams has been pretty poor. What are some of your opinions on that? Yeah. I mean, Mike Williams kind of in that Tyler Lockett category that we kind of always talk about. Um, I think I have a little bit more confidence in Mike Williams just because of the offense. Yeah. I know the offense has been struck has been struggling recently, but um, he's still, you know, kind of, he's not putting up zeros kind of like what Tyler Lockett's been doing. So at least he's getting looks but he's not having those monster games. I mean, it seems like Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen has definitely kind of stepped up recently after kind of falling behind Williams. And since Williams has fallen, you know, Allen's kind of been that target monster, even without Herbert putting up those monster numbers. So um, I think it's kind of very similar to Lockett, but I put more confidence right now uh, with Williams. So if you need to start him, I understand, but uh, I think I kind of want to wait and, you know, wait and see. It is a tough matchup against this Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, Pittsburgh defense is tough. Um, and I also think this I also think this is gonna be a low scoring game because of what the Steelers know they need to do to win. The Chargers um do have a tough time stopping the run, and Najee Harris has turned out to be a really, really good running back. So I think the Steelers and Mike Tomlin knows how to game plan. He's going to the West Coast, he's traveling across the country. Let's just ground and pound, let's make this an ugly game. We can win those ugly games with Najee Harris and our fucking good defense. So I think that's the combination that, that makes this, makes this. So I would like, you know, guys like Chase Claypool and um, Juju Smith, like I would be looking for better options this week. Cause I don't think they're going to be going to the air very much. Uh, I would say. I would ma- agree. You should look elsewhere. If you have Juju because he is out for the rest of the season. Oh, that's right. That's right. Deontay Johnson. Sorry. Deontay Johnson, but. And Pat Fryer move. Yeah, that's right. You get you get the point. Sometimes I forget things. Whatever. That's Monday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New York Football Giants. This should be a lovely Monday Night Football game, which I, I actually appreciate when they're shitty like this because that's league bowling night, so it's kind of hard for me to sit down and watch a game. So when how's, they're bad. Uh, how's the old Michael Deep doing? We're doing pretty good. We we kicked ass this Monday. Uh won all four matches. Love three, to see. Pretty it. good, pretty good series. I wasn't too 
too upset about it. Found my spot. So excited to get back on the lanes and, and uh, really nail this down. I, I've had a, I, I took, when I went to Disneyland, I had a week off or whatever. Um, and it just completely fucked me up. I couldn't figure out how to throw right. I was all over the place. So I'm, I'm back now. I'm back. I, I forgot. I haven't asked Tyler this, but since he had his bowling ball stolen, what ball does he use? Does he use one of yours? Does he use one of the peasant community balls? What does he do? So, so like uh, what he, he's been, I don't know what he used this week. It looked like maybe he was using, I, I, you know, I don't really, I'm not really watching exactly what he was doing. I know the first week after he came back and his balls got stolen, he was using my dad's old, old ball. That was one of the balls that I used to use maybe like six or seven years ago. Black, just fucking urethane, old fucking bowling ball. He's using that, and that's a 16-pound ball. That ball, when that hits the pins, it fucking hits the pins. And I think this week he was using one of my dad's other balls because my dad just bought a new ball, so. I mean, he big big Glenn G's rolling deep. You know, he's one of those guys got like a suitcase. I, I have two, and one's got a crack in it. But fun, you should come out on Monday and just check it out. I'll buy you a beer. Who do you think you are? I am. That's right. That's right, buddy. Exactly. We're talking about football. Uh, what were we yeah, talking about? Sorry, the shitty game Monday night. Buccaneers uh, Giants. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Saquon. I don't know his status quite quite yet. Uh, the running back or the wide receivers. I, I mean, I still like Kadarius Tony kind of overall, but uh, it is going to be a, a tough matchup. Yes, I know Washington put up, uh, you know, pull off the upset, but I originally I did have the Washington football team making it to the Super Bowl for some stupid reason. So I had some faith that they're a good football team. I don't have that same faith with the with the New York Giants. Yeah, I think this is a matchup nightmare. I, uh, the Buccaneers defense, I think, after being absolutely disrespected, they have to play with a chip on their shoulder this week. They have to. Um, I mean, you know, Tom Brady has that stupid Michael Jordan documentary out. It's on ESPN. You know, he has to ball out. He's got no, he's still got no Gronk. He's still got no AB. Like, it's insane to me with an offense that has this much talent that when they don't have these two old fucks on the fucking field, they can't figure it out. It's, it's, it amazes me. So insane. But upgrade everybody who's starting, all the old people. Yeah, I don't know. There's not too much, you know. That that game's pretty pretty uh, cut and dry. I don't think there's a, anything that we're gonna tell you that you're not already thinking. And that would conclude this week this week's preview. Um, great stuff, dude. Great stuff. This is a my wrist is really starting to hurt from holding this microphone. Uh, we you know we appreciate you going through it, getting some carpal tunnel, but you're delivering the fantasy football analysis expertise that the people come to know and love you goddamn right buddy goddamn right oh anyways is there anything else we need to get into this week i'm feeling it nope just that by next week we sit here victorious once again because i'm going to beat you let's look at a matchup how close uh, you know what i hate about our league it doesn't do the fucking matchup totals till tomorrow it's gonna see what we're projected. Can you? Is it? Do you know if there's a cheek uh, shortcut? If you go to, to your ske- if you go to the schedule, it'll show us. Mm. But I don't exactly have my starting starting lineup in yet because Nick Chubb know. and my kicker's on a buy, so it's not it's not the best lineup thus far. But you know, I'm not I, gonna worry. But I, I don't, 
Yeah. By Thursday or Saturday, I'll figure it out. Should be a fun one, man. I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I need a win bad this week, so I'm hoping to get one over on you. I'm sorry, pal. It's You know, it's okay. But it ain't going right. to happen. It ain't going to fucking happen. All right, why don't you plug all the stuff? Well, if you would like to listen to Curveballs and Cherish, that's where we do the football and the wrestling and maybe some baseball because we got some awards coming out every Friday. And you, and you get the elusive Ty Gundy every once in a while. It's awesome. Yeah, every once in a while, we get a Ty Gundy appearance. Uh, Dominic may or may not hate me, so I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to have an episode this week. But if we do, it'll probably be on Friday. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Curveballs and CS. If you want to send it an email, curveballandcs at gmo.com. If you subscribe, do you listen to us on our podcast feed? All of the description and info is in the description. So it's just right there, lovely for you to click on. All right. And uh, Trapdoor to Hell, you know, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Trapdoor Pod. You can send us emails, trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. And, you know, um, Keep everybody updated on what's going on. You know, rock and roll, buddy. Fucking gang gang. Uh, All right. Everybody have a good fantasy week.